All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our great pleasure to welcome to the show Cheech Marin, and uh, he's going to be in town for Sketchfest Tuesday, January 31st at 7.30 p.m. SF Sketchfest tribute to Cheech and Chong, the 50th anniversary of Cheech Marin and our former guest Tommy Chong in conversation with the great Ben Fong Torres. He also, of course, has the Cheech Marin Center for Chicano Art and Culture at the Riverside Art Museum uh, as well. He'll be starring in an Amazon Prime movie coming out on the 27th called Shotgun Wedding, and he also will star in a new Woody Harrelson release called Champions due out in March. Cheech, it's it's good to talk to you again, man. You, you're working harder than ever, huh? I know. I don't want to either. <laughs> I don't want to work anymore. This is supposed to be leisure time, you know? But you know, fun. I put out this, I found a picture that I took, you and I at Candlestick Park and that old little celebrity uh, baseball game from 1995. I had my arm around you and I said, hey, officer, I just thought of something funny, your mama, and you cracked up. It's a great <laughs> picture. That that was the most fun you could ever, ever have on a baseball field. We got to play first at Candlestick and then at uh, whatever it's called now uh, in San Francisco, right. and it was a doubleheader between the front office of the Giants and the sports writers and their friends. That was great. It was really fun. And when it moved to a big league field. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was really fun. And then when it moved over to the new park, it took about an hour and a half in between at-bats. It was getting way too popular. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was, it was good. But it was, it was good to, to do it uh, for a bunch of years. Man. We had a great time, you know, because I grew up playing baseball. And, and the biggest disappointment in my life is when I wasn't going to be uh, the next Albie Pearson, you know. Mm-hmm. So something I didn't under, uh, realize either. You and I have the same first name, Richard. You're not 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 even yeah. Ricardo. You're you're a Richard, right? I'm a Richard. Well, Dick for short, although not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is are the we, thing are now. Sketch. Here? <laughs> I know it sounds like you're on the International Space Station here. Um, oh, I was okay. able to talk to. Uh, Tommy Chong uh, a couple months ago, and he's also still working hard. And here it is: two guys who are famous for being stoners have two of the best work ethics in Hollywood. Um, it's, that's unbelievable. You know, it's, 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 it was always the the opposite of what you see with Cheech and Chong. You know, are the characters that we played were actually the opposite of our real personalities. You know, so right. it, was, uh, it was really fun. <laughs> what would be? Wait, when, we, have to, we have to hold on for just a second. I'm being nominated for Speaker of the House. I got to see what they say. Okay. Well, with me with some other dick. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about too in the '70s. We would just play your albums over and over and over again. And I know vinyl is coming back, but the days of the comedy album—it's just—it's not the same anymore, is it? Well, they don't have albums. Anymore, you could you click your uh, thing and get on to whatever uh, streaming device you have, and you can hear it at any time. What what was good about and different from about teaching Chong records is that they were not a, a live recording of our uh, stage show, which mm-hmm. all the other comics were. Richard Pryor, Jan, uh, 
the Carla and the Lily Tomlin, all those people. We, we created scenarios in the studio, so it was very atmospheric. So we kind of, you know, when we had the 20 tracks available, you know, we filled them up as much as we could. Now, did you try to be a singer at first, like you tried to hook up with Zappa? Oh, yeah. I, I was a singer all my life. Uh, since I was five years old, I made my first record at five years old, uh, singing Mexican songs in, in the neighborhood. Uh, so I sang all, everything. I would do rock and roll, uh, diamond dance, uh, anything you could think of. You know, so I was always a singer. Right when you said that, you said, I would sing everything, everything from El Chicano to Santana. <laughs> yeah, you know, everything. <laughs> well, um, so you go to you go to BC, and that's when you run into Tommy, huh? Is that where it all got started? <clears throat> that's where it all got started. It was it was I I went up to Canada for two reasons. First, uh, because the uh, uh, the FBI went well, they were eventually after me, but I was a, I was draft resistor. I was a part of the draft resistance movement uh, under David Harris, and. Uh, and they were about. They had just changed my uh, 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 classification, my draft classification from uh, uh, 2S, which I was a student in, in school, to 1A. And uh, the, the head of the draft, Hershey, I believe at the time, uh, said anybody who protests against the war or any said anything like that, we're going to immediately draft them and send them to the front lines in Vietnam. That was that was their fix. And so it was, uh, I knew that everybody knew it was not going to hold, but I wasn't going to wait for four years in, in Leavenworth for them to figure it out. And the other part was I wanted to be a potter. My last uh, uh, semester in, high, in college, I took a pottery class and it changed my life. Then I found my true calling you know, to be a potter in the woods. Oh, outstanding. We're speaking with uh, Cheech Marin, by the way. He's going to be at uh, Sketchfest on the 31st, interviewed with uh, Tommy Chong by Ben Fong Torres. When you were on Nash Bridges, which to me, I mean, you're a comic genius, and there, you had to be a little bit more serious there as an inspector, but uh, how did you like your time filming in San Francisco, and did the local police kind of take you in? Oh, it was the best time. I swear to God, I mean, the if there's a city you've got to own, San Francisco is the city. You know, we were treated like uh, like uh, local heroes, and, and, and the city opened up to us, and, and they were just, they couldn't have been more accommodating. In the city that doesn't really like you to film there because, you know, it disrupts their neighborhood. But they really liked us, and, and we, uh, we had a great six years there. What would be, when you look back, at, uh, to me, it's all about up and smoke and all the the stuff you did later. I mean, but but when you come in, you know, as as Pedro in Up and Smoke, and it, it's just at that point. I mean, a lot of times people say, "Oh, I was young and that was my first movie." But what, what's it like when you just start off with a, a massive, huge hit in your first real movie? Well, you feel very lucky. You know, because every every movie is a gamble. I don't care who you are, if you're Tom Cruise or Akira Kurosawa. Uh, you know, every every uh, movie is is a gamble. You never know what what is going to be successful or not. And but, but I knew because uh, the movie of the smoke incorporated a lot of our live material that we adapted for film, and I saw the reaction to it. So I know we, we were going to attract an audience. You know, because I'd been looking across the footlight for all those years, and I know this is 
this is going to be at least a, a, a minor hit, and it turned out to be a major hit. And so, hey, thank you very much. There's more stoners than you thought. Huh? <laughs> well, you think about how ahead of the times you were. When I was in high school, you did that movie, Nice Dreams, selling weed out of an ice cream truck. That's basically what they do now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, we were we were ahead of our time, or heads of our time. Do you ever get to the point where you're just changing channels some night and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot I was in Race to Witch Mountain." Like, do you see stuff that you forgot you were even in? All the time, mm. all the time, man. Oh, was that me? God, look how hairy I was. Uh, you know, no, I, 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 I encounter that all the time. And, and sometimes I've had arguments with people. Hey, I saw you on this movie. I, said, I wasn't in that movie. Yeah, you were. I just saw you. No, no, I wasn't in that movie. So I guess I was, you know, that proof positive. You're like, I wasn't in Ghostbusters 2. And you're like, yeah, you were. You're yeah. down on the dock. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Sure, whatever you say. <laughs> But you're one of those guys, like in my generation, it doesn't matter what kind of, even if it's just a cameo, we all go, it's Cheech. Like everybody goes crazy for you. Boy, I love that. I mean, you're very, you're very lucky when that happens, but it's also a, a, a result of a lot of hard work and a lot of on the road. I mean, we used to be on the road anywhere from 275 to 300 days a year for a long time. And so, you know, you get to learn a lot in that process. Tell us a little bit more about the Cheech Marin Center for Chicano Art and Culture at the Riverside Art Museum, because I know you've donated hundreds of pieces, and you've been collecting Chicano art forever, right? Yeah. Yeah, since the mid-'80s, I started doing that. And I was always a, an art fan and, and knowledgeable about art, and then uh, this thing came along. I started collecting Chicano art, and, and it was a heretofore unknown, uh, widely uh, uh category of art that, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to to have both the, uh, the, uh, the collection, which was an outstanding collection, and, and visibility, uh, you know, celebrity to, to proselytize for it. And so uh, it, it, it all worked out. And now, now we have the collections in Sconst and the, and the uh, Riverside Art Museum in our own building. It's called the Cheech, and I got that in as soon as I could. You know, I said, well, what should we call this thing? Ah, how about the Cheech? You know, they have the Broad, and how about the Cheech? Ah. <laughs> in the heat of the moment, everybody said, yeah. But I think they're happy about it because it's a giant success. Last question for you. You know, comedians tell me all the time that if they talk about, you know, shrooms or weed, they'll go to a show and fans will be like, here, dude, take one. I, I can only imagine in your life how many people have handed you joints and bags of stuff. Uh, what, was, what was that like for you? Uh, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you learn how to consider the source at that point. <laughs> hey, man, try this. I mean, I, I've already had enough of that. So, no, it was... Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting, yeah, but but no matter what, we always had weed wherever we went. No doubt about it. Everybody, make sure to get your tickets sfsketchfest2023.com, and that is because on the thirty first at uh, seven thirty, it will be the tribute, the fiftieth anniversary to uh, Cheech and Chong. Tommy will be there in conversation with the great Ben Fong Torres. Cheech, man, it's, it's, yeah, it's good to talk to you again. Have fun when you come up to the city, man. 